May the words of my lips and the thoughts of all our hearts be now and always acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Some verses from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 14, verses 25 through 29. Background to these verses is that the disciples are in the boat in the middle of the night and they see Jesus walking towards them. Verse 25, during the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, Jesus said. Then Peter got down out of the boat and walked on the water. The German philosopher Goethe once wrote these words. He says, the dangers of life are infinite and among them is safety. Most of us, I think it would be fair to say, like to be comfortable. We like to live within the limits of our comfort zone. The preacher and theologian R.T. Kendall recalls a time when he went back to Tennessee to his hometown, the land of his birth. He saw the home that he was born in and the school that he attended as a small boy. He even saw the tree he climbed up when he was a kid. He said, it made me feel good. I was deep in my comfort zone, he recalled. My comfort zone is where I feel at home. And of course, we all have this tendency to live within the place where we are comfortable. And occasionally, we meet or we hear about someone who has managed to step outside their comfort zone and did something which in our mind might have been a little reckless, like that Japanese guy who skied from the top of Mount Everest. And deep inside us, though probably most of us would never dream of skiing from the top of Mount Everest, there is something, something deep inside us that would like to escape, to be free to do something. Sadly, this safety first tendency appears to be as true for followers of Jesus Christ as it is in the wider population. I think we might conclude that we live our faith well within the limits of our comfort zone and then wonder how it is that at the end we end up with a faith that seems less than edifying. We shudder when we think of drifting into a life of spiritual mediocrity. But somehow, that's where many of us end up. And as we know, church history, like world history, throws up the odd Christian who has taken an unenviable risk, has found God to be faithful to his promises, and ended up featuring in a stained glass window somewhere in some decaying church building. They are our heroes. We call them the saints and we venerate them 
But maybe deep inside of us, all Christ follows, there is again that small voice wondering if our walk with God could ever be different, could even be exciting. Peter got out of the boat and walked on water. Peter, as we know, makes regular appearances in stained glass all over the world. We know that he is impetuous. We know that he can be slow on the uptake, as we say. We know that he had an up and down relationship with Jesus. But we also know that in adverse climatic conditions, he stepped outside the boat. Eleven of the disciples stayed put, But when Jesus said to Peter, come, Peter was mad enough to obey. Goethe said, the dangers of life are infinite, and among them is safety. In the early 70s, I used to take a bunch of kids from downtown to a monastery for a youth weekend. And the bishop used to arrive at Sunday lunchtime. And the kids were a little ambivalent about meeting the bishop. But I do remember this, that one day he came to me and said that he had a friend of his visiting and he would like her to give a testimony. And a little bit of me shuddered within, because I find testimonies either really helpful or really not. And then he introduced me to this middle class English lady, beautiful woman as a matter of fact. And when I saw her, I thought, oh my goodness, you know, this really isn't going to work with the kids from downtown. She started to give her testimony. She said, when I was 18 years old, she'd been to a good school in England, was ready to go to a good college. She said, when I was 18 years old, The Lord told me that I needed to get on a boat and go to Hong Kong. Sat there thinking it sounds a little random. She said, so my parents were not very pleased about this. They had a future mapped out for me that didn't involve me going to Hong Kong. So so she said, and so my parents arranged for me to go and see our local priest. They thought he's bound to put an end to this. So they went to the priest and God blessed that man. He said to him, if God's telling you to go to Hong Kong, honey, you'd better go. (laughs) She got on a boat, not having a clue uh, what was going to happen. And she went to Hong Kong. When she got there, she had all kinds of problems in immigration because they assumed that she was coming to live the life of a hooker. And they let her in. And this young woman, you can read about it, has had the most remarkable ministry amongst the triad gangs of Hong Kong. Leading them to Christ, praying with them in the power of the Holy Spirit in such a way that these badly addicted opium addicts came off opium without any cold turkey whatsoever. Unbelievable. A middle class young woman who heard the call of God and stepped outside her comfort zone and did something amazing for God. And you say to me, calm down, Bishop. 
Eleven of the disciples stayed in the boat. I'm sticking with the majority. <laughs> and I say to you, my friends, that may just be your problem. You see, you have to understand this, that when you practice your faith from within your comfort zone, you will never know how good and how faithful God is. This is not rocket science, and you'd be relieved that you didn't pay to hear me say this stuff. But when we put ourselves beyond our comfort zone, we discover things about ourselves, and more significantly, about the God whom we claim to worship, that are truly amazing. You can, as Peter discovered, indulge in the most addictive water sport known to human beings, water walking. You see, people who live within their comfort zones are very likely living a life dominated by fear rather than by faith. As John Ortberg's remarkable book reminds us, if you want to walk on water, you've got to get out of the boat. And of course, our culture doesn't particularly help us here. Health and safety encourages us to a risk-averse society. Don't you love warnings on coffee cups such as this coffee may be hot? Oh, really? The 21st century explorer Serrano Fine says that seeking to create the risk of our society will deeply impoverish our culture. And I fear he may be right. Surely high wire artist Kurt Willander had it right when he said, Life is being on the wire and everything else is just waiting. But how long will we wait? Postmodern Christian pastor Erwin McManus urges us to teach our kids to take risks because he says it's impossible to live faithfully and not take risks. Many years ago, from this very pulpit in this great cathedral, I read this poem to you. I think it gets to the heart of what I want to say to you today. It's by a guy called Greg Lavoie, who I've never heard of apart from this. And his poem goes like this. To sinful patterns of behavior that never get confronted or changed. Abilities and gifts that never get cultivated and deployed until weeks become months and months turn into years. And one day, you're looking back on a life of deep, intimate, gut-wrenchingly honest conversations you never had. Great, bold prayers you never prayed Exhilarating risks you never took, sacrificial gifts you never offered, lives you never touched. And you're sitting in a recliner with a shriveled soul and forgotten dreams. And you realize that there was a world of desperate need and a great God calling you to be bigger, to be a part of something bigger than yourself. You see the person you could have become but did not. You never followed your calling. You never got out of your boat. You know, well, I don't know what retirement's going to be like. I imagine I'll be getting up at 8 a.m. in the morning thinking about what I'm going to eat in the evening and hacking around a golf course. But I know this. I don't want to end up in a recliner with a shriveled soul. And the danger is that when we practice our faith within our comfort zone, that could be the destination we're headed for. Dear God, that would be tragic, would it not? 
Would you like to end up with a life like that? So I want to say something practical to you as I draw to an end. And I want to suggest that some things that you might need to do to step outside your comfort zone. First thing you need to do is to pray for strength to get beyond that comfort zone. I tell myself every day I can do all things through him who gives me strength. It's in Philippians chapter 4. The second thing you're going to have to do, my friend, is confront your fear. We all have fears. Some of those fears are fairly minor, but most of them are relatively irrational. Louis Smedes said some people are frightened of falling, some people are frightened of the dark, some people are frightened of lobsters, and some people are frightened of falling in the dark and landing on a lobster. (laughs) You want to get outside your comfort zone, a great way to do that is to confront the fear that is yours. But here's some things you might like to consider. You might need to have a conversation with your spouse, making it clear that their dysfunctional behaviour will have consequences going forward. If not having enough money is your fear, then here's my advice. Give away something that you really can't afford. The other thing is stop ignoring that voice inside you. Ignoring it. The voice that might be calling you to do something different with your life. You might need to go and say sorry to someone you have hurt, or you might even need to go and say sorry to somebody who has hurt you. You might need to go back to work this afternoon and tell your boss that his bullying or his unwanted sexual advances are unwelcome. And if addiction is your thing, you really do need to go and get help and get out of denial. Or you might need to offer yourself as a volunteer to do your bit to make the world a bigger and better place for all human beings to flourish in. Some years ago, one of my daughters had her proverbial year out. She travelled all over the place and she wasn't that good at keeping in touch with us. And the last we'd heard of her was she had been mercilessly robbed in Thailand... Uh, We had advised her not to go on an authorised transport, so the first thing her and her friend did was went on an authorised transport and got robbed. And then we didn't hear from her for a bit, but we knew she was in New Zealand, roughly. And then one day, in the post, there arrived a package, and I opened the package, and there was a DVD in it. And being a kind of optimist, my first thought was, oh my goodness, she's been kidnapped and this is the ransom video. (laughs) However, it wasn't that at all. It was a video of my lovely daughter, Karis, at the top of the world's largest bungee jump in Queenstown, New Zealand, in the pitch dark, about to pitch herself off, except that the girl in front of her was having a conversation with the guys who were saying to her things like, ah, go on, sweetheart, you can do it. But she didn't, the girl in front of her, and she chickened out. So they strapped my daughter in, and straight away she just threw herself into the dark, and the camera panned to the side. You could see this little figure with her legs kicking up and down, heading towards the bottom of the ravine or whatever. See, faith jumps. You can sit in the boat 
Or you can get out of the water, on the water, and see what happens. Teddy Roosevelt, who was president of this great nation from 1901 to 1909, said this. Far better is it to do mighty things, to win glorious triumphs, even though checkered by failure, than to rank with those poor spirits who neither enjoy nor suffer much, because they live in a grey twilight that knows neither victory nor defeat. If the choice is a life of exciting faith with God, or a grey twilight, or a recliner and a shriveled soul, what would you choose? Are you tired of a work that promises much, that delivers little, my friend? Are you willing to take one more step, the step of faith that will get you out of the boat and onto the water? The step that will get you beyond your comfort zone and really trusting the living God? This may be your moment. And here's my advice. Please, please don't let it pass. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for people like Peter who show us, Father, that there is an element of risk about this walk of faith that so many of us have submitted to. And Father, I pray for brothers and sisters in this church who know that they just live within the quiet waters of their comfort zone. Father God, would you give us courage and boldness to step outside the boat and know what it is to trust you and know what it is to walk with you. Lord, give us your life that we might live it to the full and build your kingdom here on earth. And the people who agreed said together in the name of Jesus in a loud voice,